0: Welcome to Sudbury Scrub, a 40k podcast for the Sudbury community, season whatever. I'm done with the seasons. I've I've stopped actually counting the seasons, because at this point, I'm too many seasons in. I could probably figure it out if I wanted to. It's the tournament series. It's the tournament series. That's what this is. This is for the Ontario 40k League. We are into round three with another prediction episode, another matchmaking and match pairing episode gonna try to figure out uh, who's gonna win so get the coins out that's it uh by the way folks thank you very much for joining me, Aaron thank you very much again for joining me yeah thanks for having me over Davis Uh, there's a little bit of an echo in here what's going on is it I I mean I guess so it's just the acoustics of the room now yeah with nothing on the walls oh yeah it is uh, I am now in, in the process of moving to a new location So definitely that has uh, hit my 40k abilities in the past a little bit. I can't have games here any longer. uh, And everything is getting a little, little emptier. But not so empty that we can't do this. That's right. The laptop and the microphone, last thing to go. Last things to go. So uh, today in classic tale, in classic uh, whatever. As is tradition. As is tradition. We are having a cocktail. We posted up earlier. We have made a quick variation on it. It is no longer being called the Melta Bomb. This is the Melta Lance. Yeah. So folks, this is a 40K cocktail uh, created by my lovely wife. Her idea, she actually sent me the, the instruction for it, which was great, and she made it for us. Um, and you can find those instructions on the video that I posted online on the, uh, on the Sudbury League chat group. Facebook if not uh, you can just kind of listen in so the main thing about it is you kind of have two equal parts um, one part is going to be the actual like, kind of drink mix itself which is going to be um, uh, two parts bourbon to one point one part Cointreau and then you're going to have another shot that you're going to add to it that's two parts red vermouth to one part Campari so something like that is what you're going to do normally you're going to mix them in a melted bomb, like kind of right at the very end, uh, and it's got to fall into like a... a you just a, drop it in lemonade and send it uh, It's not even lemonade. It's not even lemonade. They, if you if you watch the video on it, they actually show It's like more like the Perrier lemonade, I think. It's fizzy water. Anyway. But this, we got rid of that part because my wife likes it, that we sip it to really enjoy the meal. So we're calling this one the Melta lance So same exact ingredients, just minus the fizzy water. There it is. There so pour one out, folks, and let's get to it. Mm-hmm. Hmm. You know what? That is better Ooh. than I expected. It's got uh, It's got some nice citrusy to it. That Campari comes right through, and the Vermouth gives it a pleasant under underbelly. And that bourbon burns. That bourbon is delicious. Now it's just fine. <laughs> Alrighty. So on to the first match. We have got Steve Marlowe versus Jeff. So Steve, if I recall, uh, he was still playing his. Uh, Knights No, he's He's Orcs orcs. That's right, sorry It's Orcs He's playing the Orcs right now And Jeff Jeff is normally The Orc player But in this case uh, Jeff is Jeff's got the word bearers This time Exactly He's still making them work With this yeah so hopefully we get to see this Uh, I know both Steve and Jeff uh, couldn't make their second round opponents work both of them are coming into this off of a tie due to scheduling oh wow yeah so I think when I looked if you couldn't get your schedule lined up with somebody else over the three weeks because I mean let's face it life is hard folks were getting 80 80 ties if somebody was was no showing it, it was gonna be an 80 to zero for the person who was available so both Steve and Jeff um, took ties from their second round into the third, and hopefully we get this one in. Absolutely. And you know what? That actually kind of works out really well, that the right number of people dropped in that sense, because then you go up against somebody that is theoretically at an equal level. Yeah. you both got 80. right? So uh, that, that should pair up quite well. Yeah, so Steve is bringing a list that he can play any weeknight. That's for sure. Um, he's got the Orcs. He's got the orcs now in their full ninth edition uh, resplendored creations here. Oh, I man. see it is just... It's uh, full diesel. <laughs> yeah, that is the way... I, I wasn't going to quite say it that way. Yeah, exactly though. This is like leaning heavily on those vehicles. This is just one hell of a spearhead detachment with a big ass Stompa leading it up with as a Lord of War. Oh yeah, he's got the Stompa in there. He's got 12 cans and six death dreads and I think he's got like a big mech and that's his only guy on foot or something like that. Maybe 10 Gretchen. Yeah, big mech to fix it up and of course that cunning but brutal ability which is just ridiculously useful in getting damage through when you need it to. Um, I mean, that's just so many high toughness, high save wounds. I don't... It's got guns, and guns that hit, that they'll, they'll hurt. I have no idea if they're going to deal enough damage like that, but who cares? He can just stomp yeah. across this just, board and start kicking things. Especially when you're playing battle lines, too, this round. There's only four objectives on there, and you have to go over the middle of the field. And you know what? It is so refreshing in the ninth edition that units can kind of punch up ruins a little bit with that five-inch vertical... Mm-hmm. Um, engagement range i remember times having games where it's like yeah you got this really death, deadly guy i'm just gonna stand on top of ruin and being be totally immune to you and that's just so much harder to do now so this kind of list just can function in a way that previously I couldn't that's right now right. jeff is bringing he's bringing word bearers and this looks like a pretty familiar list uh, to what we were talking about in the first round when we had our last our last visit yeah just a ton of bodies Right, so many chaos space Marines. I do think this is the exact same list as before. There, if there are some changes, I, I didn't spot them. Um, I do we're just kind of quickly reviewing these. So. Oh yeah, another disclaimer, guys. If anybody's betting money based on our our, our predictions here, don't do that. You should uh, you should get a cat to throw darts at a dartboard instead <laughs> or something. We don't know what we're talking about, so. <laughs> it, it, it'll it'll probably be just as accurate and maybe less dangerous. <laughs> but Jeff has changed a little bit, or at least he's got the potential to change anything. Because on top of the Disco Lord that he's rocking, a couple of Venom Crawlers, and the five Terminators, he's still got 300 points of summoning, right? Yeah, he's still he still got those summoning points. So he can be pretty sneaky and bring something in, so Steve, watch out. And hey, these are the word Bears. They're the guys known to do this. Right. And there are some interesting permutations of things that you could do with that um, so yeah it, if I had to pick between these two um, I think I'm gonna I would have to go with the orcs just because that list skews things so hard that you kind of need to be ready to answer that kind of thing and this list is uh, Jeff's list is really much more playing in a level field I would say like he's kind of ready to take on a little bit of everything. But a little bit of everything, I don't know if it's that. If that's enough to take on all those vehicles. I, I agree with you here. I think it's uh, Steve's game to win, just because there's only four objectives. Jeff's got to go out there, and Steve gets to just saw him down. Absolutely. All right, in our next match, we have got Aaron Feth versus Edward Bush. So this is going to be Edward rocking those Necrons against Aaron Bringing the NIDs. Yeah, so Aaron's coming in. He he picked up a loss last round against Connor's Necrons, and Ed's looking to revenge his loss. He had a really tight game with Jesse's Chaos Knights over at Great Canadian Cards, in fact. One oh, was fir- it over at Great Canadian? One of the first games of forty uh, K over at Great Canadian was those two fellas there. Well, there we go. So I think uh, I think Justin set up one of his like Jungle Ruins tables over there at Great Canadian Cards, and uh, go on and check it out, fellas. So. Definitely looks like Aaron's changed things up quite a bit from last time. Um mostly because if you look here, there is uh two Diamond there's a barbed Hyrod as well. This is uh he's showing off some of his Forge World collection. Yeah. The double his. demons are supposed to just be insane. Yeah, their ability to once they cut something down to become a lot, lot, lot more resilient. Um is a huge deal. And he still has all these units that can play these other little games. So the Swarm Lord can be hurtling these really mean guys around. And whilst you're busy dealing with them, and they deal damage, mm-hmm. like they, they, they don't just sit back, right? They don't they don't just show up and do nothing. Uh you got Hive Guard spitting you down, you got the Exocrine spitting you down, you got the Barb Hydro Drill spitting down, and then you've got like seven different units of those Termagons and the Lictors. That are off, like, doing, winning the game Just things. winning the game, yeah. So, so Ed, to, to counter this, he's, again, leaning into, like, kind of an Assault Necrons style. He's got a satan in there. He's got the 2x10 Lichguard units and some score pack destroyers. But he's leaning back on Old Faithful as well. Like, something that Ed's run for a long time has done well is the Triple Doomsday Arc. Yeah, he's loved that Triple Doomsday Arc. Uh, ever since he really got his hands on it. Mm-hmm. And the flight stands. <laughs> and the flight <laughs> stands. Absolutely. Oh, my God. Got to get those on there. But in this case, it's the double doomsday as opposed to the triple doomsday, oh. right? Wait a second. Am I reading the right one? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's two doomsday arcs, not not three doomsday arcs. Um, But, yeah, that is, you know, some good close combat abilities, some real tough shooty guys... Um not a ton of models on the table for him, but every single unit that's there is capable of really doing some damage. Yeah. I think the the, the Demacarons are gonna be real nasty for Errons, but uh That night that Nightbringer well placed can just uh cut through all of their defenses. That's right. So I mean that is definitely a big deal. I think this is going to be a really, really, really tight match. Um, I gotta always give it to my to my mid brothers, so I'm picking Aaron. But I, you know what? It could go either way. It could go either way. I've also got Aaron as well. But uh, Ed, give it a good show. Absolutely. All right. For our third match, we have got Chris Jones uh, going up against Wade Howell, and uh, Chris Jones from before you probably remember that he was taking the space marines i'm actually having a hard time at the moment pulling up his list for some reason yeah so this is the this is the other side of the uh, steve and jeff game uh chris and wade weren't able to make their appointments with steve and jeff so conveniently chris and wade are gonna face off now right there we go there we go so chris is doing he's doing white scars this time with, uh, I think that's the same as before. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So he's got a couple of White Scars characters on bikes. He's got an Invictor war suit. Two big Vanguard veteran squads, where we talked about the Lightning Claws and the Storm Shields on them before. Oh yeah, yeah. And just. then he's got some Inceptors and some Eradicators, and just like a menagerie of uh, Space Marines infantry units. Now, uh, do you have the time? Do you, are you able to pull up? Uh, if Chris won his first game with this. Because I remember we were having a really interesting discussion. I think he was going up against... Was it Jaden? Was he going up against Jaden? He was going up with Sisters, wasn't he? I think wow. he was going up against Sisters. That's right. Or I could be wrong. But that's what's popping my head. And I remember talking about these units just having the speed and the that they had a lot of useful abilities that were able to kind of take on that kind of opponent that it had just maybe the right mix to take that down, yeah. but then Jaden ended up winning, or whoever yeah. that sister's it player was, was. It was uh, Mr. Bowering. That's of, it, it was Andrew Bowering. That's right. Anyways, Andrew took out the first round, um, so Chris is looking to get on the winning track here. Yeah, he's looking to to avenge that loss uh, with uh, the, this this game here. Hopefully, like we said, hopefully his opponent can make it. And I love it, it is Gene Steeler Cult I'm oh, yes. just so happy. Oh, Wade's running the same list that he ran in the first round when I played against him. And man, oh man, going into that thing, I was terrified of the number of flamers and neophytes that he had and just guard infantry everywhere. Or not guard infantry, gene stealer cult infantry everywhere. It's a huge amount of tricks. Now, now yeah. from what I know from my games with against Mark there and Space Marines, I have a really challenging time playing against Space Marines because. Uh, so many of their units can just annihilate so many of my Gene Cult units. However, I mean, especially what the, these—is it the infiltrator squads that have that ability to, to kind of zone out an extra twelve inches? I don't know. It's one of those like it's just Space Marine bullshit. All right, <laughs> if if that's the one, I know there are two of them that are all both of course sound like freaking the same. <laughs> but if it's the infiltrator squads that have that zoning out ability, that's going to play havoc on Wade's ability to play this game. If it's not though, um, you know, Chris here, he's got a few unit, not Chris, sorry. Um, yeah, Chris has got just a few units that contain a lot of his strength. And if there's one thing So Cult is good at, is if one unit gets kind of left in a just slightly bad position, it can quickly be taken down oh yeah and wade can punish that he's also got uh a a nice unit of beefy ridge runners in there two large jackal bike squads um he's got a bunch of tools that he should be able to do some work with even like firing in a couple of those rock grinder transports with their like ramming on the front yeah Yeah, you could do some good work with that you can do some amazing work um so you know what i i don't know chris well enough to know his level of play, to know like how new he is to this or not, I I want to give it to the Gene Stealer called player, assuming that both players were about as equally skilled. Um, but I know uh, Wade's a bit new, so that could be a point against him. What did what were your what were your feelings on? I'm that? giving it to the space marines on the quality of them being space marines. They've got the deep strike intercept stratagem there. Uh, I think that's going to come in play a lot, and I don't think Wade's going to be able to push Chris off of objectives. That if is Wade a gets there part. first, that's fine. But if Chris gets there first, good luck, Moving. And those white guards do move in real quick on that. Yeah, no, I think I'm gonna have to agree with you on that. That makes sense to me. Alrighty, uh, let's pull up this next match: uh, James Allen Levesque versus Justice Slater. So uh, Justice, she's going to be, she's still rocking the Chaos Space Marines. Um, it is still the Alpha Legion, I believe. It is the same list as from the first round yeah yeah it is it's got those chaos space marines got the multiple masters of possession the lord discordant the terminators the venom crawlers and the uh obliterators there oh i have to say uh, i was really impressed with justice in our first match that she had everything painted fully battle ready oh yeah i know as a newer player especially that can be a extremely daunting challenge to get all these things so Uh, I just wanted to say, you know, props on that. Great. Yeah, and it's a good collection, a wide variety of units that's going to be real useful for a long time in there too, right? It's not like you're leaning into one thing and saying, yeah, this is my playstyle and it's going to be useless in six months from now. Uh, There were, it's a number of units. A number of those units are from that uh, box. I don't know if you can even get it now. It's that, uh, it was the Space Marines versus Black Legion box. Oh yeah. So those obliterators in her list, oh man, they are just so beefy and take, they're huge. I showed her one of my old obliterators. Laughable. (laughs) (laughs) Those new ones are just so cool. And they're not even... They're going to come out with the real box set for that. But anyways. Anyways. uh, She's going up against James Allen Levesque. He is our friend here that is bringing the Eldari, the Ulthway, the Black Guardians. Uh, And again, I think this is one where... Ooh, you know what? It's a little bit different. It is a little bit different. And I'll tell you why. Uh, Last time we spoke, we we were wondering if maybe getting the... uh, the wraith units out of um, out of the old way craft world would be a better idea, mostly because I was saying, "Hey, the old craft world is just a bunch of painters and gardeners." So, <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> so, a bunch what... of painters and gardeners that know the future. Yeah. <laughs> so, what he did is he took the same units with the wraith blades and the wraith guard and the wraith lord, and he put them in Expert Crafters' custom um, custom craft world. Oh man, those that Expert Crafter. Ability is just, uh, it, it, it's the tits. It is so good being able to consistently be to get uh, the reroll where you need it. Yep. So I, I think that's just a little, nice little twist of the nerd knob there to take the same things and apply them a little bit differently. Mm-hmm, Aside mm-hmm. from that, he's still got Eldrad, he's still got dire avengers and a couple of small guardian bombs not the big old thing It's probably going to put those guardians inside some wave serpents um and off he goes yeah well you know what uh, this list just gives me so many nightmares of eighth edition when this kind of list w- was phenomenal in being able to uh hammer things uh, really really well at the points that they needed them to mm-hmm. kind of staying away though keeping keeping back so, uh, depending on the how much aggression Justice can put in, I think is really kind of going to determine this game. I know in the games that I've seen from James, um, he's kind of forced to play a little bit, having to hold back because this kind of list can't survive against like things that are right up in your face. They get really a lot better when they're able to engage from uh, an advantageous position. Well, lucky for James, uh, his 8th edition style list, to your point, is going up against an 8th edition style codex with one wound chaos space marines. Yeah, exactly my point. So I think it's going to kind of depend on how uh, gutsy Justice can be and if those dice rolls then fold in her favor. So it's going to be an interesting battle, to be sure. I'm picking... I think I'm going to have to give this, though, uh, to James. I'm picking my elder boy, too. <laughs> Alrighty, our uh, next up we have got Connor versus Connor Oliver versus Mike McEkron. Yeah, so both these guys coming into this round are 2 and 0, oh, and uh, both of these guys I think are fighting out of the generic gentleman game club, right? Yeah. And those generic gentlemen, man, like they're just beating off challengers left and right. Anybody that they come up against that they get their hands on, they just beat them off every time. Oh my god, so, crazy. Like, oh sorry <laughs> <laughs> so guaranteed one of the generic gentlemen is going to be in the semifinals at the end of this right that absolutely that's going to be coming through um and i have really enjoyed connor's list in the past because he's done a few different kinds of things um i remember for i think last year when he had all those necrons he had just a sea of metal i think that was there if i recall there was something similar in the first round here but he's definitely changed it up with this list because I'm seeing that again—that uh the Shard of the Nightbringer—that's here. He's got multiple Scarab swarms. He's got the Doomsday Arc. multiple Chronomancers, even right. Cro- and uh, thralls too, right? Yeah. So, do those things all are they there to heal up those two bricks of warriors? I'm the not thralls to... No, no. The Cryptothralls are uh, bodyguard dudes. Oh yeah. Yeah, but they're they're really really useful for that because I think. They actually don't, if I recall, I don't think they count as characters, which allows them to kind of do some of those shenanigans, right, for being able to um, do actions and stuff like that. And meanwhile, whilst they're around, it is hard to hit their boss. There it is. And they're surprisingly lethal in close combat. Not great, but just surprising. Just surprising. Just surprising. And going up against the sisters... Yeah, Mike's bringing his nasty sisters again. Looks like there's a couple of small changes to this list. But still, he's got Morgan Fall, he's got Celestine, he's got the 10 Sacrosanct bodyguards. He's still got the... He's 10. still got a ton of penitent engines. Oh my gosh. If if uh, Steve was the king of the diesel buzzsaws, Mike is the queen. <laughs> just a ton of them. And you know what? I don't know if it's just Sudbury, Um but yeah, seeing a lot of the, you know, that Argent, Shroud, uh, and Ebon Chalice mix. That's a, just a classic mix that if you are looking at uh, other tournaments in the future, or if you're looking at, like, trying to plan out what Sisters kind of army might be facing into next round, if there presumably is going to be a few, <laughs> yeah, um, understanding those two factions is just going to be very important. Mm-hmm. Understand how they kind of play off of each other here. So, looking in this, uh, these two are... It's definitely going to be a good fight. Because, yeah, being from the same team means that you know what each other are like. What do you feel is the case here? Yeah, um, I think Mike needs to take the the initiative in this game. Again, because Battle Alliance has only got the four objectives, so he's got to dive in there. But he's got to make sure that he can trade up when he does that, right? Because, well, I was thinking that uh, those bricks of warriors that they were going to be able to be revived somehow maybe they can has he got those like uh necron transports in the list for Connor? no uh but i i don't think i saw any or if he does maybe he just has one he has a catacomb command barge That okay maybe it's what that is you know that's for an hq you're not Um, coming here for quality analysis folks (laughs) um but uh you know those large bricks of necron warriors can be very, very, very difficult to shift uh, and have that ability to kind of die forward in critical situations. That said, I think I'd be going with the sisters in this case. Uh, that mix of units here has just been proving itself to be so good. And uh, though you know, one of those penitent squads—if a full unit penitents gets into unit twenty warriors—I don't think there's going to be enough left alive to start doing back saves well we'll have to see where it goes I've gone picking Chris you're picking or you're, Connor you're picking Connor i am picking Connor all right there we go we got our first difference here between us by the way folks on that whole topic uh I think in the past before the last one that we did we were actually bad in like just slightly above 50 percent bad average for these things uh that 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 last prediction round destroyed us like we we were so bad at it we well, did we did off. I challenge you to do better. Well, internet. <laughs> 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 all right. Um, here we go. Next yeah. one, myself versus Tyler Borman. So I I have drawn uh the Mechanicus mm-hmm. list here where I am going Yeah, this is actually I think going to be my first match against Tyler at least first since he, he, he's done um, Admek, I'm trying to remember. I don't think I've ever had a chance to play him before. So he's uh, an old guard guy, I think, right? He if he is. Then again, I, I don't know if I ever if I did. I have a, a notoriously bad memory. Yeah, it's all good. But uh, I think this might. So I look forward to it just for that fact. Just you know, I, I always enjoy meeting somebody new. Yeah, that. And this list I think is very similar to what he was running previously, right? Uh, my notes for this list are pew pew pew. Those are the same notes. Yeah. Same notes as before. So, yeah, it's going to be the, that same kind of thing. Um, but definitely, yeah, he's got, you know, those multiples of Qatari Marshals. He's got all those units of Vanguards and Rangers. He's got the Cataphron still. I love seeing those. They are He's so not leaning cool. as hard into the catafrons as he was earlier. Okay. But he's, he's got the one giant brick of Vanguards this time. Yeah. Um, Electro Priests. Love to see it. He's got the Iron Striders. He's got the, yeah, the patraxi. And he's, he's still, crawlers. Yeah, oh, yeah. He's the, still rocking uh, the dune crawlers. He's got the, got the flyer in there as well. So, um, I'm just going to say, I, I think I have no hope. Yeah, <laughs> make peace with that. You don't. I, I <laughs> <laughs> so I actually I messaged him already saying that, all right, uh, I will consider this a, a personal best if I can make it to the end of round three without being tabled, because uh, my games, ever since AdMec dropped... In 6th edition, <laughs> my games versus Admic have been terrible. Like, I, I just I just can't seem to get a good uh, ability to knock against them. So, we're going to see what happens here. I'm going to try some different stuff, as I, I always try to do. But, um, yeah, I, I'm going to give myself a 1 out of 5 stars. <laughs> Again, like, like our notes from Wade earlier, I think Admec also have a deep strike intercept stratagem. Yeah. That's just punishing, right? Especially for Admec. Man, oh man. Just terrifying. But there are ways around. There are, there are ways around. Not against that, but there are ways around. <laughs> there are ways around. Alrighty. Uh, you missed one on table six. got to go back one table to Austin McMurdy versus Andrew Bowering. Oh. Oh. Okay. Atta boy, Andrew Way There you get go. me those points Yeah, yeah, you, you score those Okay, yeah I purposefully di- Discount, though, yeah Because if, if you're not able to make a, a match That's okay uh, That's okay Exactly, you know And I, I really appreciate um, Especially right at the start of the round here Informing that it's like Hey, look I'm not going to be able to make it I got dropped You know, when is the right time to do that? It's a tricky thing do you do it at the end of your last round? Well, then, did you just... Kind of, if you won your last round, did you kind of screw over your opponent, right? If you do it at the start, oh, well, you cause it... Yeah, sure, whatever. Point is, drops happen. There's never a great time. I, You know, it's awful whenever that has to happen, but I appreciate that they went ahead with it and everything's moving forward. Yeah, it's Normal. great. The only bad time to do it is when the guy's already at the shop. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, if, yeah, so if, you, if, if you were to drop, like... Sorry, I can't make it out. It, you, I know you got there. And by the way, I'm out of the whole thing. Like, okay, that's that, kind of that's that, kind of rude. But, yeah. but this is fine. No, um, no. Exactly. Way to go, Andrew. Way to pick up the W. And I gotta say, uh, considering the length of this league we're, that we're doing this round after round, um, I have to say, well, Sudbury as a whole, I'm still, I'm extremely impressed by. Uh, drops are just a natural fact of life for tournaments as it is and over a long period of time, that's hard to keep people invested in. So I'm really proud that everyone uh, is still giving this a real go, and it is super awesome. Props to everyone. All right, moving on to table number eight, we've got uh, Jason versus Dante. Jason took a little bit of a beating in the last round versus Justin and Dante is looking to make up for a loss that he would suffered at the hands of uh, Mark Amarante in the second round. So both these guys are looking to get back on the right side of the win column. Absolutely. I, I love seeing Dante go into this with his blood angels. It is just so much fun to see those boys in red. Oh man, but uh, those boys in red are coming up against a crimson fist. <laughs> <laughs> And that Crimson Fist is coming to Assault, too, right? Uh, oh, there's, man. Jason's got three units of oh. intercessors, as I, as I call them, the Assault Intercessors. This, he's gonna got be, this is going to be such a good punching oh, game. On battle lines, for sure. Two squads of guard veterans, Vanguard vets, Dreadnoughts, like, he's coming to pretend like he's Blood Angels. Absolutely. Uh, so the question is, is he going to be able to make that, that work against the true Sons of Sanguinis? Um... But that Libby Dread. Hey, did you know what we didn't it? realize in the first round when we hardly read the list? What? That librarian Dreadnought doesn't have to walk. It's got a drop pod. It had a drop pod. Yeah, I heard about that afterwards. It's <laughs> like this is going <laughs> to surprise everybody. It's going to be great. So and you know what? I'm sure it looked great on the table. <laughs> Absolutely. It, it, it. You know, drop pods are hard to assemble. They're hard to paint. Yeah, but then you get to just slam that thing you down on the table down. like it, one of those Christmas oranges. It's the worth it. oranges. Yeah. It is worth it for that purpose, if no other. Anyways, Dante's <laughs> also got three squads of sisters He's got an incursor warsuit instead of the dreadnought. Oh, He's man, I see a big Saint change here. I, yeah, but here's the thing. For the longest time, Dante's only had four Guard. All right, that was just... That was the world he lived in. Mm-hmm. It's like, I just... I can't put anything into this right now. Uh I'm seeing a bit more. So than when, four. Sand, two, when two sand guards love each other very much, they become four sand guards. what happens? Uh yeah, there's some spreading of gene seed mm. in this case. And there are now many, many more of them. Um but you know what? That is, from what I understand, is the way to get them down, is they really activate in numbers, and now he has them in numbers. Great. Plus, he's got that whirlwind. I think this is actually going to be the most important piece of tech here, uh, because that, if I recall, that whirlwind has a stratagem that you can force somebody to fight last if you shoot it, right? I don't know. I figured that whirlwind would just be picking on uh, Jason's home objective and just picking off anybody... Like, usually you just empty the backfield, right? Go for it, and the Whirlwind has to keep you honest. So I, I think, I, that's the thing I think is that the Whirlwind has a stratum now that it used to belong to, like, the Thunderfire Cannon that you could cause, like, some bullshit to happen. I think it now belongs to the Whirlwind. If that stratum is indeed still existent, if it's the one that I'm thinking of and you're forcing someone to fight last, that could allow Dante to really pick some of his battles here. Um, that sounds horrible. That sounds terrifying. And especially in a match like this. Like, this is the kind of match where you are are just terrified of that. So, uh, but at the same time, Dante rolls like shit. <laughs> he does. He knows that. He, he's like, uh, right now, he's got, if he's listening, he's got his head in his hands and he's like, Davis. Everyone right. knows that. You don't have to say it. Everyone already knows that. Anyways, I'm still picking Dante. Jason seems like he wants to be Assault Space Marines. Dante just is Assault Space Marines already, right? Absolutely. And you know what? I'm At some point, Dante's going to have a game where it's going to be nothing but sixes, nothing but fives and sixes, and he's just going to wipe the floor. This is the game. Yes. This is the game where that oh. happens. Absolutely. All right. Uh, next up, we have got... Jesse Jordan sorry not Jesse Jordan we've got Jacob Jordan versus uh, Christian yeah so Jacob he drew the bye last round Um, thanks for sitting that one out for the uh, greater good (laughs) and uh, Christian picked up a W last time against Justice so both of them are on the right side of the win column as far as I'm concerned and trying to build a little streak here Uh, I I still uh, absolutely I absolutely love the list from uh, Christian with all those different kinds of Dark Angel units. You know, the Ravenwing, Blackwing, because have so many of them. The Deathwing Terminators, so many of them. It is uh, the first company meets the second company. It's it, great. It's the White Dwarf Dark Angels list. Right. And it's, it's so mean. Dark but it's Angel- so good. Like yeah. Dark Angels play the mission great. Like, just guaranteed 45 secondary. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, and meanwhile, Jacob... I'm sure he's got some changes in here. I'm not sure what they are. I'm having a hard time kind of remembering what it was before, but I remember, yeah, here's that ki- that Fire Raptor gunship, and I think that was still in there before. Mortarian's in here. He's got some fun stuff going down. I think there's more Plague Marines? Am I wrong? I don't know. Like, there's there's very few units in here to get confused with. There's just Morty, Demon Prince, Fire Raptor. Uh, like, it, it, it feels not mean... Much. It feels meaner. It feels ah. more more um it feels very precise. Again, like every unit that's in here is gonna be able to cause some damage, which is terrifying. Yeah, there might be some target confusion. I'm talking with my hands here between that Morty and the Fire Raptor. Yeah, like like which one are you gonna go down mm-hmm. for? Especially since Mortarians are not gonna be warp timing around the board here. Um <laughs> But at the same time, the death, the death company, death company, the death wing terminators might choose to face them head on, and you know what? That ability of the death wing here, especially in this kind of matchup where there are so many things that are so high strength that you're used to wounding things on threes or twos, and suddenly you're only wounding them on fours, uh, that drop in efficiency is going to be—it's going to hurt. Yeah, it's going to hurt real bad. Yeah. Uh, So for that reason, I think I'm going to go ahead and have to uh, give my prediction to Christian. No, I said Christian first. <laughs> yeah, Jacob's got to play to win otherwise he loses it again just cuz Dark Angel's play the secondary game so well. So so well. All right, next up we've got Brandon Smith versus JC Demore. Yeah, so Brandon and I had a good game in round 2. I took the W on that, so Brandon's looking to avenge that and I think JC went up against Ken they had a big score in like another 90 to 80 game as well wow. so both of these guys are looking to get back on track are these both generic gentlemen again uh i know jc is i think brandon, brandon is as well yeah, brandon it is. had a suit on when we there played we go. so this is like another bum fight in the basement of uh, wherever these guys play their yeah their weeknight games and you know what i, I gotta say like brandon is probably now finding some real feet on like all these changes that happened with the Thousand Suns, he's got definitely, he's got in revs now, right? So anything that was before like, oh, maybe there's some, gonna be some confusion off of which power and stuff like that. I'm assuming that he has got this now really locked in. Oh dude, he's got like magic cards that are color quoted to like the shoulder pads on all of his units so that he picks up a deck of cards for the psychic powers for this unit. He's like totally organized and everything. And on top of that, he's bringing like a Wednesday night Toy Soldier's Army. He's just got a Demon Prince, five Scare Occult Terminators, three Defilers, three Mauler Fiends, and Big Daddy Magnus in there. And that's like the whole army. I don't like spending my whole night playing. I like to get my games done. This list is going to get <laughs> games done. It's going to But somehow JC outnumbers the Thousand Sons with, <laughs> <Custodes. laughs> with Custodes. With Custodes. <laughs> Uh, yeah. (laughs) That is true. Yes. Uh, But that is going to be a definitely scary thing. Now, Custodes do have some intrinsic protection against psychic mortal wounds. That could be really, really difficult here. Um, And they can hit and really hurt. That said, part of the strength of the Custodes is being able to just shrug off any kind of firepower and uh this list it's got this list from brandon's got good firepower but it's also got mind bullets that just don't really care too much like what is it a five up i don't care if it's a five up feel no pain against these mind bullets they're going through there's so many mortal wounds in brandon's list yeah that you know you're gonna fail some and and not only that what i'm worried about for the custodes here and the reason why i'm picking brandon is um, I think Magnus can still remove invulnerable saves, right? With some magic power. Magnus knows yes. everything. He knows everything. He knows everything. He can re-roll. He can... Brandon can burn those Cabal points to guarantee a power goes off. The... And, uh You know what, though? Uh, I think I'm actually going to give this one to uh, to JC because he's got three Telamon heavy yeah. Dreadnoughts and Magnus can't hide. Magnus doesn't like telemons. No, he does not. Those big wings really suck for that. I love the wings, but it is it is he is a hard model to hide, um, and he knows every power. But I think defensively he actually got slightly worse from before. I could, I'm probably wrong. All those different warlord traits, they're He's probably just as tough as before. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I'm going to give this one to J C. Just because every time he takes down a unit a, of brandon's army it's going to be crippling double digit percentage points <laughs> every unit yeah but i mean those mauler fiends the defilers they're rocking three damage attacks right mm-hmm. isn't that the point of of custodes that is everything is is three wounds uh well except in this case i think a lot of it is oh well, yeah a lot of this is three mm-hmm. wounds i was gonna say see, you know, if it's, it's if it's the guys on the bikes they're four wounds which can make <laughs> all the difference but I mean so many of them got three up in bolts so yeah I guess every sit, every failed save hurts we'll, we'll see how it goes I'm taking Brandon yeah alrighty uh, next up we have got yourself versus Ken May oh, oh. before me before me Chris before Vigno you? he's got a bye as well you, got, you have to go over these well get this fella a game that's all I'm saying folks we got 30 guys in the league and uh, let's get him a game you know what I'm saying? I was I was gonna wait till afterwards to go over that. I was gonna say yeah, yeah, Chris wins for that because of the buy, but absolutely, um, if somebody's got the opportunity here to be able to give Chris a game, that's the main reason. I saw, I saw his message there saying like, hey, I'll, you know, I'll give the buy to somebody else. I just want to get a game, and that is awesome. That is such a great attitude to say. Look, I'm playing. I'm trying to do the best I can, but most importantly, I'm here to play. To have fun, yeah. To in, to meet people. So, um, you know what I'm? Jeez, it's just so hard right now with my move. Yeah. Somebody everybody. got has got to get in touch with Chris here and give him a game so that and and it doesn't have to be for anything other than just saying, hey, look, we got a game in for the round. Great All job. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So for that one, I predict Chris wins. Out of boy, Chris, way to bring it home. Your partner stats. <laughs> All right, uh, next up, we've got yourself versus Mr. Ken May. Uh This one, you guys are both undefeated right now going into this. Yes, we're both playing for a shot at the semifinals, and uh, there it is. There it yeah. is. So, I so, mean, like, your list hasn't changed at all from this. You know, you still got those absolutely ridiculous Urgles going around doing their thing. All your Cabalet dudes, your witches... You're playing a a real collector's army of a list. It's got so the only thing it doesn't really have is the flyers. It doesn't have the flyers, and like I said before, I I lean into the strength four or the strength plus one witch cult as opposed to the um, the book of rust witch cult there. That what is it? Cult of strife. That's just a bunch of nerds as far as I'm concerned. They're so good. <laughs> Anyways, I'm trying to play with uh Cult of Curse Blade. You're trying to be like, they're gonna nerf him eventually. Yeah. And then I'll look good. That's right. Right? That's that, right? That's kind of the point. Yeah, yeah. No, they're not good. They're not good. <laughs> Anyways, Ken's changed his list up again. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah this is just a, proven he can win with everything, right? This is a, a pretty big shakeup. Yeah. So he's got two giant blobs of those rangers, which are going to just ruin my day. He's got a ton of those jump dudes, which for some reason his jump dudes are two wounds each with their with their flamers, and they're yeah. five shots each on other ones. Ugh. He's got two Scorpius Disintegrators in there, and he's got a little Eversaur assassin to run around and murder my characters. Oh, man. An Eversor assassin. Just so it's like, oh, you got a nice little three-up invul save there? No, you don't. I don't think that one ignores the invul saves, but it does have a stratagem to say, oh, you know what, this turn I think I want a 4 plus feel no pain. Oh, and you killed me in close combat, I think I'm going to explode. and kill. Oh, everybody. this is the Eversword, not the Calidus. Not the Calidus. Yeah. Not the Calidus. Right, 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 right. Anyways, yeah, yeah, this is the one that's like kaboom. Yeah, it's Th- great. This is a bomb of a unit. And you know what else is really irritating when I started look- digging into this list? Data tethers. Data tethers. Data tethers are this like little plus 1... Um, leadership on units. Not just that, though. It's not the, just that. No, it's like what every Imperial Guard person thinks that Vox Casters could be. Yeah, where it's actually. Like, it doesn't matter where you are on the table. Get the bonus. Yes. Yeah. Horrible. <laughs> and then he's got a whole bunch of. Relics. Except this is a good bonus. Aaron. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, that's the difference. Yeah. And then he's he's leaned into a bunch of um, Warlord traits and relics to give whole bunch of just a shit ton of characters usable bonuses on all kinds of different units. Well, you know what? Now that I realize that it is the Eversore and not the Calidus, I've act. you actually have improved your odds in my book. Uh, you have brought them up a smidge from no hope to slightly better than no hope. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> oh man, just because uh, this is a hard... This list is really well-crafted to take on Dark Eldar. Oh, yeah. You know, all those Flamer-type units uh, are, are just so, so useful there. Now, that said, uh, the Eversor is kind of the only close-combat kind of unit that he has in a faction that normally doesn't really have too much of that yeah and that would be where you would have a chance to survive so there's something to be done there's something to be done like i mean i'm hoping to try point a couple units and not kill enough that he fails a morale check because if he does he's just going to remove the guy that i've try pointed and <laughs> fall back and AdMac can fall back and still shoot and oh man anyways i'm coming for you ken well you know what though i mean like i was just reading on Goomhammer. That apparently Dark Elves are still more busted than than Admex, so, well, you know, yeah, yeah. On the average, not, not in a one, not in a one on not, not in this match, yeah. you're, not bringing, you're not bringing the nerds of the Cult of Strife. That's right, They're, that's right. See, this, folks, is why, honestly, these things don't matter. That's <laughs> <laughs> because you can rhyme off why, it, you know what it reminds me of? Actually, you know, good a little aside right here, when people kind of talk about that kind of thing, it's like, oh, well, this person said this thing's stronger, this thing's stronger, this thing, well, you have this, well, you have that. Honestly, what I kind of start to hear now is like, well, if Luke Skywalker fought Captain Picard, Captain Picard would just do this. Oh, yeah, well, Luke Skywalker just does this. And it's just this kind of like one uppingness kind of thing where you're creating these further and further and further uh, intricate descriptions to kind of say who's going to come out on top, right? It's just plain make believe. And for some, Especially for two armies, okay, sure, they're, they're both strong, they're both good. But you really can't say one's exactly better than the other, because each game, each battle is going to be different. Whether it's the lists, whether it's the terrain, the people playing it, anything. Uh, the dice drops, like everything. everything. Can, so you, you can't predict what's going to happen. So it, it really, aside from saying, hey, these guys seem to be pretty good... Never ever say, "Well, I've got no hope." No, not a chance. I'm I'm saying that for some of my for you know this game and for my game, just because it's fun. But I don't actually believe that. I honestly do believe things could go totally sideways for anybody. Yeah, there it is. I mean, I'm hoping we have a, a nice tight game, and I'm looking forward to uh, looking forward to throwing down. I, I'm and I'm looking forward to being correct on my assumption that Ken's going to beat you I'm going to I'm going to pick me because I have to. <laughs> Okay, moving on, table number 13, we've got Mr. Mark Amarante, our, uh, our, our teammate here. He's coming off a big win against Dante, and he's leaning into Ben Gammon, who had a win against Chris in uh, in the last round. So I'm starting to think, do I hate Mark because I, I always kind of want his opponent to win? I always love these people that he's playing against. <laughs> like He's playing against Ben. Ben's a Nid player. I love Nids. I'm gonna I'm gonna cheer for Ben. Well, Ben's also bringing a Hierophant, so how do you not get back? It's awesome. I, I feel bad because it's like you know I'm, I should be cheering for Mark, Mark's, Mark's uh, one, one of my teammates there, right, and it's like, nope, I'm not gonna cheer for him. Either. So Brett, Ben's bringing another Wednesday Night Army, right? No, God no, no, no. Oh yeah. He's got Gene Stealers in it. Gene Stealer Cult. Hardly. He's got Gene Stealer Cult in it. Okay. This has endeared Ben to my heart forever. <laughs> Nothing that he does here could possibly change. He could lose this game 100 to 0 and I'll still say next game, Ben. Next game you got. It. <laughs> so he's got a brood lord, he's got a hive guard, he's got 20 gene stealers in there, a 900 point Hierophant, which is just beautifully painted. Mark, when you blow it up, just apologize it's nice. <laughs> And then he's got jackals and riddrummers, right? I'm not seeing a lot of quality there. Or a lot of quantity. It, it is it is not a lot of quantity. Um, the interesting thing about this is that it's the Cult of the Forearmed Emperor. If there has been, like just recently, um, there was that one famous Tyranid and Genestero Cult player down in the States. Was it Alex McDougal, I think? That's a name. Um, and he won an event with Nids and Silver Cult. Now, his Genestero Cult was... Very, very, very small. Even smaller than this. But it was that Cult of the Four-Armed Emperor. Why? Because they do allow, especially with that Counterspell Stratagem, uh, they give you something that no one else in the game currently has, which is a Counterspell Stratagem. Mm. Um, and for him, he just had just a very, very few units. This one, he's making do with some other stuff. So, uh, you know, having though that, that, that rock grinder with the guys that can be inside, that can be... Lethal. So you say, no, you know what? These guys have some really good punching power as well. I can get these jackals into some really annoying spots. Meanwhile, I do still have those gene stealers. I've got that hive tyrant, got the brood lord, and I've got the. Uh, where is it? I know you said that there was a big, big bad meanie here. Why am I not seeing it? It's in there. Okay. It's here. There's a hierophant in there. I think it's right at the top. There is a Hierophant right there. Oh, yes. 895? Yes. yes. Anyways, he's going up against Mark Camarante, who's probably bringing one of his lowest body count armies ever, uh, <laughs> with the most Dreadnoughts ever, with five this time. Five Dreadnoughts. Five, he's five just, Dreadnoughts. He's just going to keep ticking that number up. Yeah, as much as he can. And then he's he's going to bring Land Raiders soon, or Predators. <laughs> got A couple of Inceptor squads in there to hopefully perform the uh, mission. Yeah, for him. The, the infiltrators, yeah, yeah, the assault intercessors to still kind of get around. He's got a uh, Captain Fantastic. Uh, always oh, like, does he have cap? No, no, I'm not even seeing Captain Fantastic here. He killed Captain Fantastic from the list. How about that? I don't know, man. I this is a different list for Mark. This is a real different list. Uh, we'll see how it does. I mean, that's some quality firepower these guys. Yeah. There's like ridiculous firepower in there, but there's no room for error with so few bodies on there. No, especially against a Hierophant like that. Um, and there's a lot of other little tricks that Ben can do. I'm going to give this one to Mark uh, on the basis that, I mean, Mark's gotten a lot of practice in. I bet you he can make it happen. Uh, but there's definitely room for, uh, ben for a Ben from Game here. Yeah. <laughs> for a Ben from Game? For a Ben Gammon. For a Game from Ben here. I think Ben's got this one. I think the Hierophant dies, and then the Gene Stealers and the Hive Tyrants just tackle everything else. <laughs> Gene Stealers are hilariously underwhelming right now. I'm no, gonna they're going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, next up, we've got what I would say is uh, kind of another title fight. Um, because right now, Justin, he is definitely in line for getting into the very top here. Uh, he's going up against Jesse Jordan. Yes, this is another two pair of uh, 2 and old players. Jesse played against Ed in that uh, burner over at Great Canadian Cards, as we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. And uh, Justin had a win against Jason McCracken in the second round. So, yeah. Jesse, Wednesday night fight, three big chaos nights... That's it. This I think this is the same list. Yeah. And you know what? He knows how to make it tick. That's oh he hums he hums he hums. Well, and that's kind of one of the things as well for these really low model count lists. Especially when you take this same list over and over and over, you become really good at knowing exactly how much a unit is capable of doing, um, and where it needs to be to get that stuff done. Yeah, man. So, uh, some people may may say again like. Chaos Knights. They don't really do too much. Well, it's like, okay, how many people do you know that almost exclusively play Chaos Knights? Very few. Mm -hmm. Jesse's this guy that does. Yeah, that's right. And he had... I don't know if you saw a couple of weeks ago he posted up another night that he did and it's got like uh, he's got a massive collection he's got a just a stupid collection of nights but he's got it on like a robot Tyrannosaurus Rex or some bullshit like that just amazing (laughs) but all the core core parts are there so I really appreciate that oh yeah it's great it's great absolutely but Justin's list is different but I don't know haven't paid that close attention he's still got four iron hand dreadnoughts he's got two squads of melted devs going in drop pods two squads of like jump pack suppressors to rip around with their autocannons there or something it's amazing how much more this feels than mark's list list. and he's only down one dreadnought I agree it is that is just just very surprising but uh, that's going to be a tough tough list for Jesse to play I think uh, other times that Jesse's gone up against Justin and uh, that Justin's been running his iron hands, which is all, all the time. Um, <laughs> I think Justin's come out on top. And uh, you know what? For that reason, I think this is going to be the same thing. I yeah. think Justin's got this one. Yeah. That's like Devastator's coming out of drop pods. Melted Devastator's coming out of drop pods. And I think iron hands also ignore like, move and shoot penalties for heavy weapons. Turn one. Yeah. So that's just... that's. That's a shame. <laughs> <laughs> that it well, and, but that's the one—the strengths of the drop pod, right? Is that uh, it protects the unit until you're you ready to use the unit. In the case of these Melt-A-Guns, especially against a knight list, um, where your main concern is that you're not going to have a turn to shoot with the Melt-A-Guns. There we go. He's going to pick a spot and he's going to give her snot. Absolutely. All right. So that covers all the official games. However. I am going to argue that there should be an additional bonus game. I agree, because we didn't talk about Jaden, who also picked up a bye, right? Yeah. So, Jaden's sisters... Aid we, we did mention Andrew, right? Right? Right, yeah. So, Jaden, with his sisters, was supposed to be going up against... um, Tomas? Was that going to be? Maybe. Nope. Definitely, maybe. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. In any case, both Jaden and Andrew ended up with a bye this round in addition to Chris. So Chris should definitely get, you know, that that opponent, somebody to step up and say, I'm gonna play a game. But I believe for this round, Jaden and Andrew should have a match. A sister slap-off. That's right. These two girls need to go at it. Who is the most devout Celestine? I, I know which one. I'm not gonna give away Jaden's secret backstory to his, to his fighting forces. That makes it that Andrew is more devout. Well, actually, you know what? With that connotation, um, Jaden's sisters actually might be more devout. Maybe not devout to the right person, but they may be more devout. Um, Find out next week. Yeah, uh, that's right. <laughs> uh But yeah, no, I, I think if Jaden and Andrew were to have a match this round, just to like entertain folks, just say, hey folks, this is what our match was. Here's how the game's going down. I'd love to hear i'd love to hear that game just a sisters versus sisters game and they both had very similar lists right they yeah. both are bringing a lot of the same kind of stuff right a- uh, andrew he's bringing his uh um well, he does he have death? yeah he's got the death cult assassins and stern and vol. but of course Jaden also has uh celestine and Vol, right oh yeah and the sacrosan's i'm sure are in there too I mean, all three of the Sisters lists had the same core, and then they would put their own flavor on them between between those two fellows and with Mike McEachern in there, too. Oh, yeah, exactly. So I'd love to see these two have yeah. this battle, just to see, okay, who's the best Sisters player right now? Yeah, they may end up even playing each other next round. In fact, that's very likely. That could very well be, like, the winner of this could very well, the, the winner of the Sisters stop-off could be in the semifinals just the same. No, no, I mean, like, because they both got a bye, they both scored the same. It's very likely that next round they're playing against each other anyways. But you know what? Give us a taste. Just do it. And then you guys also have an extra thing. It's like, okay, this person won the first one, but now you guys know each other Mm again. And I think that'd be hilarious. Now, in this case, if this were to happen, uh, who would you say would be the victor here? Because, again, similar lists different in some key regards i'm going on Jaden, and the reason is is because he's the reigning rookie of the year yeah he he, he had he was on stream there uh, against john the cron uh, not on against john the con with john the cron because he was at one of those top tables so mm-hmm. he's used to playing under that kind of pressure right. uh and i'm not gonna lie i mean celestine is uh, an absolute murder hobo She will just kill everything. Everything. And then she'll get back up. She'll die, she'll get back up, and she'll do it again. Exactly. All right, well, that was all the matches here. Aaron, thank you very much for joining me. Everyone else out there listening, thank you very much for joining us. Always a pleasure to do this. Thanks very much. Have a good night, folks. To everyone out there, keep on wargaming, keep scoring those primaries.